calling all change agents. Next on Bold Steps, awakening the importance of the position God has placed you in. Stay tuned. I believe that we all have a call upon our lives. I believe that we all have gifts and talents that God is using for such a time as this. And welcome to Bold Steps with Mark Job, President of Moody Bible Institute and Senior Pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. Well, God calls all of us to be agents of change. And Mark, correct me if I'm wrong, but that means that God has placed us uniquely in a position that's tailor-made for us specifically. It really is, Wayne. And there's no greater example in Scripture than Esther, this young woman that God puts in a position that she didn't ask for, but he's setting her up to make a huge difference. Mm -hmm. And uh, we all know that phrase that God put her for such a time as this. Join us right now in Esther chapter 4 as we begin today's Bold Steps message, You Are in Place. Here's Mark Job. I read a, a story recently about being at the right place at the right time for the right purpose. A young couple in California was moving out of one apartment to another, and so while they were moving their mattress, their elevator got stuck in their apartment. And they spent a half hour in their elevator pressing buttons, banging on the elevator door until someone came and let them out of the the elevator. As they were carrying their mattress down the, in the parking near a building uh, to their car, they noticed that out of the third floor, toys started coming out. And they looked up and they saw that a couple of kids were throwing toys out the window and they said, hey kids, stop that. And to their amazement and concern, they saw a three-year-old boy climbing out of the window And he actually stumbled and fell as he climbed out of the window and ended up hanging on telephone wires. This young couple just happened to have a mattress. And they happened to be right under the boy that was hanging there. And it just so happened that as Conrad extended his hands, this three-year-old boy fell from the third floor and he was able to catch him on his fall, and then place him on the mattress. When they interviewed him later on, they said, wow, you're like a hero. And he said, no, I'm really not. I just happened to be at the right place at the right time because he had a divine purpose. You know, we look at stories like that and we say, wow, how lucky he was. I happen not to be, d- believe in luck, by the way. I happen to believe in the sovereignty of God, who is the orchestrator of all things, by the way. And I believe that you, right now, are in a place in life. It may be your job, your family, it may be your schooling, and you have a circle of friends and acquaintances that God has chosen to put you at the right place at the right time for a divine purpose. Now, you may not like where you're at. You may not like where you work. You may not like your coworkers. You may not like your relatives. 
Don't raise your hand if you don't and if they're here with you. But I believe that God has called you and I to be agents of change. That means that I believe that every single one of us has been uniquely placed in a position, in a place, at a certain time to exercise influence that no one else can exercise like us. In fact, I am convinced that this church is full of sleeping agents of change. You don't even know that God has called you to be a change agent, but you've been placed in a position by God, in a family by God, in a neighborhood by God, in a work by God, in a school by God, with classmates by God. You've been placed there for such a time as this, and you have the unique power and privilege to exercise influence that you don't even know you have. In fact, if I were to say to some of you, hey, you're an agent of change, you'd say, Pastor, not me. I have issues in my life. I I really don't think I am. Maybe this person beside me is, but I'm not. But I believe that you are an agent of change. Whether you know it or not, you have the ability to influence a certain circle of friends and family members and people that no one else can influence like you. Tell the person beside you on your right, you are an agent of change. I want to point out the story of Esther because this is an incredible story of a, of a woman who did not know that she was an agent of change, but it had to be awakened within her, and her awakening saved an entire nation, not only her family's destiny, her own destiny, but the destiny of a lot of other people when she woke up to the fact that she had the power to exercise influence and that God had placed her in a certain position, and I'm quoting directly from the Bible, for such a time as this. For such a time as this. So let me just uh, summarize for a moment the story of Esther a little bit before I read these verses to you, just so you know what's going on. Esther was a young immigrant orphan girl that was raised by her uncle, whose name was Mordecai. She was just a pretty face and a pretty girl that came from a bad background and an immigrant background. No one would have ever expected that she would have the influence that she had. A series of circumstances occurred. Ahasuerus, who was the king of Persia, had a wife whose name was Vashti. He had called Vashti to come and uh, to a party that he was throwing for other dignitaries, and his wife Vashti decided that she didn't want to go to that party. So she embarrassed him publicly in front of many people. He didn't know what to do. His consultant said, hey... If you let her get away with that, women all over the kingdom will start disrespecting their husbands because they're going to follow her example, and we're going to have chaos in the land. Really afraid of women that... uh... And so he decided that he would depose his wife, Vashti, and get rid of her, and that he would look for another wife. And so they decided to orchestrate the equivalent of a beauty pageant. 
And so they gathered all the young, beautiful women throughout the land that they could find uh, from any background, and they went, scoured the land, bringing the most beautiful young women together. And in essence, they had a Miss America or Miss Persia so that this powerful man could choose a suitable wife for his needs. He probably thought, hey, Vashti was really strong, really strong will. I want someone that's going to be compliant, that's going to listen to me. So I'm going to pick her young, I'm going to pick her beautiful, and I'm going to pick her compliant. I know some men that try to do that as well. And so he picked this young girl out of all the girls that stood out was a girl by the name of Esther. Esther caught his attention like no other woman had. And after just the first beauty pageant, this guy was head over heels for this young girl called Esther. And so they orchestrated a marriage. He married this young girl, and she she became part, much to her surprise, she became the wife of the most powerful man that existed in those days. Some know him as Xerxes I, but he was the king of Persia at that time. And so she went from being this little immigrant orphan girl raised by her uncle to being the queen of the land. Some series of events occurred in which a fellow by the name of Haman approached the king and said, you know, there's a group of people in the land that I do not like and I despise. They're troublemakers in the land. What are they? They're Jews. And he said, these people don't bow down to the gods that we bow down to. They don't serve the gods that we serve. And they're troublemakers, so we need to eliminate them from the land. And so he was able to convince the king to have a day in which all the Jews in the land would be slaughtered. Little did the king know that his wife Esther was Jewish or that her uncle Mordecai was Jewish as well. And so when Mordecai, her uncle, found out that all the Jewish people in the land were going to be slaughtered at a certain day, a massacre was about to occur, he sent a message to his young niece, Esther, and said, it is your time to rise up and, in essence, be a change agent. Let me pause for a moment and say this. If you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. God often puts us in places and positions for purposes that are greater than our personal perspective can see. That's a lot of peas in there. Reminds of Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. Pickle peppers Peter Piper pick. Let me repeat that again. God puts us in places and positions for purposes that are greater than our personal perspective can see. There are some of you right now that are in places and positions in your work, in your school, in leadership, in family, in the community, and you don't even understand why you're in that position or why you're in that place. You don't even understand why you have that circle of friends or not. But God, in all his sovereignty and majesty, and God, in all of his purposes, he has put you in that place because he knows that you will be the only person that can exercise the influence to reach and touch the the, the people around you and no one else could do it like you. God has put you in your place for such a time as this. So, 
I want to awaken today the change agent within you. Let's take a quick time out in the message. This is Bold Steps, and that's Mark Job. We're looking at what it means to be an agent of change by looking at the seemingly impossible task that was given to Esther. If you'd like to hear this message again or any lesson from this series, our growing archive of programs is available 24-7 at boldstepsradio.org. Our purpose with this radio ministry is to provide biblical encouragement and challenge you to take the needed bold steps in your own spiritual life. We'd also like to connect and give you the opportunity to send Mark a note, so we've made it easy to get in touch with us anytime by reaching out through our website. Again, that's boldstepsradio.org. Again, that's boldstepsglobal.com. Now you can call us and leave your message for Bold Steps on the phone. Call 312-329-2011, 312-329-2011. You can also leave a comment, of course, on our social media pages. Log on to Facebook or Instagram, search for Bold Steps Radio, and let us know what's on your mind. And be sure to tap the like or follow button to stay connected. Well, it's not enough just to say or think you're an agent of change. You need to prepare. More on that now as Mark continues with the second half of today's Bold Steps message. Once again, Mark Job with more Bold Steps. So if you're taking notes, I want you to jot this down. Number one, write this down. You will need, if you're going to be a change agent, you will need to awaken to the importance of the position that God has placed you in. When Mordecai... Esther's uncle contacted her and said, Esther, we're about to be annihilated. All your relatives and family members, the people that God has chosen, we're about to be massacred. Could you approach your husband, the king, and intercede for us? Esther's first reaction was, Well, who am I? I can't do that, I have no influence. The Medes and Persians had a rule that if you appeared before the king without being summoned, the penalty for that was execution, whether you were the wife or not. So if you appeared to the king without being summoned, you would be executed. And so Esther said, hey, if I go to the king and ask him, I haven't seen him in months. If I go to the king and ask him, I could be executed. And so Mordecai's response to her was this. Look at what it says in verse 14. For if you remain silent... At this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. What Mordecai was saying is who knows that if the whole reason that you're in this position the whole reason God allowed you to be selected as the king's wife was especially because he knew that there would be a plot against his people and that you would be in a place where you could be able to derail the plot to massacre your people. God has placed you in this position for such a time as this, so don't be silent. Rise up and make a difference. Esther was a immigrant ethnic orphan that probably looked at herself and had always thought of herself as less than the rest of society. 
She had probably looked at herself and wondered why she didn't have a father and mother. Looked at herself and thought that probably there was some punishment or that she longed to have what other people had. She probably grew up with complexes and insecurities in her life due to the fact that she was raised without parents, that she was an immigrant, that she was a minority in a majority society, yet probably in herself, she didn't view herself as a person that could bring about change or a person of influence. Oh, I wonder who I'm talking to today. I'm just wondering if there's someone else in this auditorium that when you think about your background, your education, your personality, you view yourself not as a leader, not as an influencer, not as an agent of change. You look at others and say, well, maybe him or her or them, but not me. But I believe that you have been called by God, first of all, to himself, and that you've been called by God for a mission that's unique to your personality, your calling, and your history. I believe that we all have a call upon our lives. I believe that we all have gifts and talents that God is using for such a time as this. You see, sometimes... We, we have to be awakened because I believe that oftentimes we don't see the significance of our place, the uniqueness of our position, or even the influence of our presence. There are people that you can speak to that I would never be able to talk to like you talk to them. There may be someone at work that's open to God that you realize has maybe just gone through a tragedy or a divorce or a difficult time that are asking questions about the things of God, that they need someone to speak into their life. And maybe you're young in your faith. And maybe you don't know a lot of scriptures. And maybe you don't know a lot of theology. And in your mind, you're saying, man, if I could just bring Pastor Mark to talk to them. <laughs> how can I figure out how to, how to bring Pastor Mark to talk to them? Let me tell you. I may be able to talk to them, but I could never talk to them like you talk to them. You see, because you know them like I don't know them. I'm a stranger. You're not. They know your name. They know your family. They've been around you. They trust you. If you bring in someone that they don't understand, they're going to think they're trying to hear to convert me. But you, you're their friend. Let me tell you, bring in the president, Billy Graham, or anybody else, you can influence them more than anybody else in the world can because God has put you in a place for such a time as this. Such a time as this. So that's the first thing I want you to understand is that God has to awaken. Like Esther, she had to be awakened to her position and her unique call. Secondly, write this down. Not only do you need to be awakened to the importance of your position and the place that you're planted in, but you will need to prepare yourself and your circumstances, hear me now, through the power of fasting and prayer. So after... Esther realized that she was in a unique position and that God was calling her to do something, she immediately felt overwhelmed by it. Like, I can't do this. I need divine supernatural power. I need help from on high. And so notice her response in verse 15. Then Esther sent this reply to her uncle Mordecai. Go 
gather together all the Jews in Susa and what? Fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day, and I and my attendants will what? Will fast as you do. Hey, look at what Esther decided to do. When she was confronted with the fact that God was calling her to be a change agent, and she was overwhelmed with the thought of her having to do something that was difficult, she decided to do the only thing that can really prepare us well. She decided to fast and pray to prepare her to be an agent of change. Now, how did she know about fasting and prayer? Well, she had been raised in the Jewish scriptures. She had been raised in the Old Testament. Her godly uncle Mordecai had taught her the stories of the Old Testament. Now, for many people here, that whole idea of fasting and prayer may be foreign to you because you've never been around it or seen it or grown up around it. But I want you to know that the Bible is full of stories of people that fast and pray. These are the stories that Esther had been exposed to as she was growing up. You say, well, pastor, what exactly is fasting? The best definition of fasting that I've been able to see is this. It's the voluntary abstinence from food or drink for a designated period of time for the purpose of seeking God more intently concerning a specific matter. As Esther was preparing to bring about change and go into this difficult season, I'm sure that what came to her mind were some of the scriptures that she had read about or heard about when she was growing up in the synagogue. If you read some of the Old Testament and New Testament, you'll discover that fasting and prayer was typically engaged in for two purposes. Number one, it was spiritual preparation. And number two, it was engaged in for spiritual breakthroughs. For spiritual preparation, let me give you, fasting is a discipline that prepares us for our next season. I I don't know where you're at right now, but if you're getting ready to get married, I would fast and pray. If you're changing jobs, I would fast and pray. If you're moving to another location, I would fast and pray. If you're about to enter into a season of spiritual renewal because you're leaving the old behind and engaging in the new, I would fast and pray. If you're trying to change in a major way because you've lived a certain way for so many years, but you say, you know, I don't want that way anymore. I'm preparing myself for a new way of living. I would fast and pray. The Son of God, who having lived a perfect life, before his ministry was to go public, he went to the desert and he fasted for 40 days in preparation for his public ministry. And it was during that time of preparation that he was tempted in the wilderness by the enemy. Listen, if Jesus needed to fast and pray, how much you and I need to fast and pray in preparation for our next season of life as well. Learning what it means to be an agent of change. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Pastor Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps. You can hear today's message again or listen to previous programs in our growing collection when you visit us online at boldstepsradio.org. These daily messages are made possible in part by generous listeners who support us every month. 
They're called Bold Partners. And you can join the ranks and become a Bold Partner, too, when you give a monthly gift of $30 or more. Your regular giving not only helps us stay on the air, but it helps others take their next bold step toward God as well. Sign up today by calling 844-615-7363 or go online to boldstepsradio.org. Well, it's a brand new year, and most of us are looking for intentional ways to deepen our walk with God. Today, when you give a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps, we'll send you a copy of a wonderful devotional from Dr. Joseph Stoll titled, Strength for the Journey. Through six devotionals each week and a psalm for the seventh day, Dr. Stoll nourishes our spirit by encouraging us to consistently turn to God through our trials. Life can be tough and messy and confusing, so get your new year started with strength by requesting this Bold Step gift when you make a donation of any amount. And by the way, if you've never given to Bold Steps before, now is a really great time to start because we're offering also a free download of Mark Job's brand new 30-day devotional for any first-time donors. We really want to help you get a great start to 2024, and Mark's e-devotional will help you deepen your walk with Jesus and kick off the new year right by getting more focused on Christ. So for a gift of any size from our first-time donors, you'll receive Joe Stoll's Strength for the Journey and Mark Job's Bold Steps with Jesus e-devotional. That's two devotionals for just one gift when you make your first donation to Bold Steps today. Go online to boldstepsradio.org or give us a call at 844-615-7363. And before we close today, we want to remind you that you can always hear these messages right from your phone anytime by subscribing to the Bold Steps podcast. Just open up your favorite podcast app, search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, and click the subscribe button. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Join us again next time when we continue the series called Agents of Change on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.